0: Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike Luby Lubitz, and very happy to have you with us uh, as we uh, come to you on this fine Thursday morning edition of the program. Uh, well, we're caught up in a little a bit of a mania here in South Florida, where we re- originate from, and that would be messy mania. And I'm not sure if we're really caught up in it, Michael, because uh, what we seem to be somewhat indifferent to it. Maybe that uh, <laughs> relates to our basic philosophies about the sport of soccer or the game of soccer in general. Is it a sport? Is it a game? We can't really figure that out. But Messi certainly is a uh, humongous, a gigantic, enormous presence in this minor league soccer system that he's decided to enter to. And uh, he has been destroying the competition and was involved in a game again last night. Now, is it that we're forced to cover this because people think it's important, even (laughs) though it's a total hoax being perpetrated on society, that this is a game of any interest or any significance whatsoever? Because we can't figure out exactly what it is that he's doing, even though he's like winning championships with with this team that was uh, as much a a bunch of dog meat and dreck as you could possibly compile uh, for a franchise that was being uh, ridiculed. harpooned, just absolutely taken apart by anybody that was observing what was going on uh, with the team as they had lost 11 in a row and were mired at the very bottom of a 15 team division. Yes. To the point where you were wondering if their next stop wasn't Tijuana short time, short <laughs> <Chaw> time, <laughs> a franchise, by the way, that never wins a game. If you look on the crawl on ESPN sports center and you'll see, okay, here we go. Mexican league, Tijuana always losing every single time. Well, we were uh, one step away from that with the uh, Miami. Uh, soccer club that was here, and uh, sure enough, they get messy, and now everything is fine. They haven't lost a game since seven straight games. Uh, the guy finally had his uh, goal streak snapped yesterday, and he, uh, you know, still was a major contributor. But but isn't it like? I mean, it would be like putting Jim Brown in the XFL, wouldn't it? Yes. It, it, I mean, it's just it, it's it's silly. It, it's kind of crazy that uh, you know if you had Kareem playing in Turkey somewhere,
1: <laughs> yeah, like well, while he was in not- his prime. No, it's like LeBron. LeBron's older. LeBron is still a top five player in the league or or thereabouts. And if you were looking at his stats, he's as good as anyone in the league. But he's older. And it's like sending him overseas. That's literally what the, like a Turkish league that's not horrible, but not in the top 10 in the world. That's what it is, 100%.
0: Guy misses a free throw after making 21 in a row, like he was Ernie D. Gregorio, (laughs) Calvin Murphy. They're firing Baklava at his head. Can we say that? I mean, Brian Greasy got in trouble for saying that Mexicans might eat tacos. Uh, you know, is there something? By, is it even a Turkish dish, right? That would be more of a Greek thing. He's in the Greek yes. league there. He's playing for Rick Patino. Rick's going to be back in basketball. He's going to turn St. John's around in okay. a matter of one year. Incredible, right? Uh, how this stuff happens. Anyway, so uh, he's taken over the league and everybody's uh, all euphoric about how wonderful this is. Uh, the entire area here in South Florida, where, as I said, uh, we, we originate from every day with the morning briefing, is uh, absolutely nuts. Uh, this whole uh, messy situation. And yet uh, it, it still doesn't justify. I mean, maybe we're the wrong guys to be talking to about this. We should get some guy on a show named like Seamus McShamus and have him come on and stole the virtues. <laughs> oh, it's a veritable chess match out there. i tell you what, uh, the strategies are uh, just incredible. They're so deep that nobody understands them, which I understand them, right? It's a dumb game. It was always a game that for me was uh, administered as punishment whenever uh, somebody, uh, some guy would graffiti the the. Bathroom at uh, high school, and all of a sudden, Coach Mousehart would come down and go, "Okay, we're going to be playing soccer until somebody flips." <laughs> it's like, who am I, fucking Rudy Giuliani? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who did that, <laughs> right? Meanwhile, you've got like Krylon stains on your shirt, and uh, you know, you halfway up that. your arm. <laughs> but and, and and it took a while, you know. People would kind of stay with you, like it was, uh, you know, a food strike at Shawshank where, you know, they would go, okay, you you don't have to uh, go ahead and tell them that you did it. Uh, We'll play this soccer for a while. And then you realize that this is insane. Nobody would want (laughs) to do this. It it really, and it always struck me that the uh, soccer fans, as they were trying to make their case, were uh, very much like Jehovah's Witnesses, showing up at your door on a uh, Sunday morning. 6.30, you finally get to sleep in. You work six days a week. And uh, there you go. There's that knock on the door and you're thinking, uh, who the fuck could be out there now? And uh, there, there's two guys with, like, a shirt and tie on in 95-degree temperatures, and they got that little uh, straw hat and a copy of a Wake magazine. And all you can think of as you open the door is, like, uh, why why are you telling me this now? And they're always pleading their case for something that uh, you have no interest in whatsoever. And that, that was kind of how soccer fans were to me for years and years because uh, – Remember when we had the guys, the uh, men in jackets? They're very popular on the soccer circuit. They were on a show. Men in
1: suits. Men, men in suits. Men in blazers. blazers. men in blazers. Men in
0: blazers. I mean, they, they have taken over. There, There is social media and internet uh, and uh, streaming sensation to the point yes, where they're making like. millions of dollars. But, like. but they had no comeback whatsoever for our contention that soccer was a game that was devised by a mutant society that had no arms. <laughs> They were stammering like Ralph Cramden, a and aham and aham they looked like the guys on the stage there at the Republican debate last night, <laughs> where you know they would ask him you know a, a vague question and they still couldn't give a specific answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, right? That Ramaswamy guy is a bit of a strange cat. Uh, was he not? He loves Donald Trump, thinks he was the greatest president ever. I uh, would vote guess? for him even if he was uh, convicted of uh, ninety-one felony counts. And uh, then you're asking yourself, well, then why are you running against them? <laughs> Makes no sense. Like these soccer people. But what I wanted to get to with the soccer thing, just uh, yes. as a closing point on this, I don't know if there was a point except that we're not big fans of the game. We, we don't want to tell anybody what they should watch. We're not the kind of people that are in sports and say, well, you know what? You've got to go to games. You're not really a fan. Yeah, no. It's a bunch of shit. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and people have been, prof- oh, well, I, you know, and they would call in to talk shows for years and say, uh, well, do you go to the games? Uh, the host would say indignantly. And uh, the fan, Manny from uh, Miramar would uh, say, well, you know, I haven't been to a game since uh, Shula was a baby. <laughs> and uh, you would say to yourself, uh, geez, I mean, is that really matter? Could he not still be a fan uh, of the sport? So, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's not about, uh, you know, uh, not not understanding it from the standpoint that, uh, well, I'm being dishonest now because uh, we don't understand it. Well, why are people singing? Because it's torture? <laughs> they want to take their well, mind off it like yes. soldiers marching through, uh, you know, a minefield there. And they're, you know, uh, blowing a you know a, 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 you know, a whistle like, like they were uh, crossing the River Kwai. <laughs> why, why are people singing while they're in the stands there? It's nuts.
1: They're keeping themselves occupied because the game's boring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's unreal. Yeah. But, but what is the schedule? It's hard to find. This guy's played seven games messy in in, uh, the MLS and he hasn't played a regular season game yet. And it's in the middle of the regular season. (laughs) And then they have more belts than they did in professional wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) They have like the intercontinental belt. They just won that. And this game they played last night was a semifinals of some other tournament that I guess is unrelated. Uh, This was a team that wasn't going to get an invite to any tournaments because uh, they were absolute uh, crap. And couldn't win a game. So uh, he's really turned the thing around. I, I don't understand. It. Who makes the schedule, though, in the MLS? Uh, it, it would be easier to uh, correlate uh, the dates on our calendar here in the U.S. to the Hebrew calendar. <laughs> 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 well, what, what year is it? Is it fifty two fifty? So when is he going to play a regular season game? Do we know? And do we have to continue to pretend that we're interested in this?
1: I don't know. Well, first of all, we're probably going to continue to pretend. Yeah. Um, have to, I don't know. Uh, yeah, soccer does this. Overseas they do this, like the EPL and La Liga. They'll have, in the middle of the regular season, they'll have these tournaments, and it's like, okay. Like, our American sports don't do that. The NBA is going to start doing some of a tournament that I don't know if anyone likes the idea or wants it, but they're going to do it, I guess, to model their game more after uh, worldwide sports. But, yes, I, MLS is taken after that. I don't understand it. They just finished one cup. Now they're in another cup. Like, I don't get it. I, I want to see them in the goddamn... MLS, like, isn't that the whole fucking point of the thing is to see if they can come from uh, last plays to make the playoffs? Like, when does that happen? I have no idea.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think the season's over, even though it uh, <laughs> is in midseason. <laughs> it's nuts. All right. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, Brian Cashman held a press conference yesterday. Brian Cashman, always a, a subject of controversy and uh, somebody that, uh, you know, people wonder, how the hell does he keep his job? We have a theory about that, uh, that uh, he was in a three-way with uh, Steinbrenner, with that Lisa Meanwell chick who he picked up at a soccer game, and she turned out to be more evil than the woman that ended up on the uh, Italian restaurant table, that small restaurant in Louisville with Latino. Rick Pitino, our good friend. <laughs> now, now we, we don't condemn anybody for these behaviors. Uh, in fact, uh, I would think uh, for most people out there, you're saying, "Wow, he slammed her on the... Uh, Table in an Italian restaurant after the guy threw him the keys. Way to go, Rick, man! I'd send my son to go play for you. But with Cashman, I don't know. This thing really haunted him because it became public when uh, she was trying to shake him down for money, and uh, turned out he had had to pay her more money than he paid to uh, Giancarlo Stanton to hit. <laughs> six points below the Mendoza line think about that Mario Mendoza looks like Ty Cobb he looks like Rogers Hornsby compared to this guy's exactly. hand and this was one of the big decisions which you couldn't blame him at the time could you I mean we we saw Stan with the Marlins when he hit 59 home runs and if all you had to do was pick up most of his salary which isn't even exorbitant if you were going to get that kind of productivity out of the guy he would almost be a bargain at this stage except for the fact that, I don't know, is that a Tony Conigliara thing where he got hit in the eye and, and we didn't know until years later that his vision was going to be impaired? Because it, it does seem like he's hitting like that when he's at the plate. Anyway, Cashman was trying to explain what happened to the Yankees this year. He labeled the entire season a disaster. And then That's his up. explanation, I thought, was one of the great explanations in the history of sports. They asked him, well, what, what do you think? I mean, what was the cause of all of this? And he said, shit happens. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, wow. I mean, there there you go, Brian. Now, I mean, they're still paying guys that are deceased. That That's part of the problem. And, and that's part of the reason that people think that he's doing a lousy job because they can afford to do that. And I know what you guys are thinking. Well, wait, what's he talking about? Are they still paying a Rabu? I think that's in very poor taste, Louie. I didn't say anything. I held my tongue. <laughs> to bring up, I mean, due to the circumstances of uh, Rabu's passing, the fact that the Yankees may still be sending him money, I mean, is that they a Bobby are. Bonilla Mets type of contract they have with this guy? I, but they yeah. could buy it away out of any mistake. And, and I grew up a Yankee fan, so I'm not one to uh, necessarily uh, jump on and dive on the bandwagon. I, I'm not a witch hunting uh, type of, uh, you know, a proponent where, you know, you want everybody to get fired at all times. But we don't do a lot of that, uh, campaigning uh, against uh, people and hoping that they lose their jobs. I mean, uh, what really is the, uh, the sport in that? But in, in this case, I mean, if you were going to go productivity and uh, overall impact to amount of money spent you would have to say that cashman oh. at this stage is uh, just a devout failure is he not but he's done
1: it for years remember ellsbury back what a decade ago was mvp magically goes there and sucks stanton yes who had done it with the marlins had one healthy year got himself an mvp and then the yankees went and got him and he hasn't been healthy the entire time there um judge their prize guy has been hurt his entire career um Who's the, I mean, the, the lineup's full of guys. Well, that-
0: Stanton also. I mean, uh, you know, he, said- he gets up in the morning, he combs his hair, and he pulls an oblique.
1: Well, I said Stanton. <laughs> I don't think
0: he even has much hair on the top of his head.
1: <laughs> I said Stanton. Um, they, they have a whole lineup of guys that have come over there and are always hurt and just are unproductive. And for some reason, he skates by. It's just weird. It's weird how Cashman, like everyone hates Boone, as they probably should because he's not good. But Cashman isn't either. Like, I don't know why Cashman just skates by. Look, the le- the, the picture thing is the only thing that makes any sense to me, or a whole, having something on the sign He uh, had to be good. A,
0: in a three-way with that meanwhile chick, <laughs> who, who did a pretty good job of shaking him down for years and years and years. I mean, Stormy Daniels, uh, you know, probably is <laughs> a nice the number one in that category, uh, although that, that was not by design. It just got uh, out there in the public because uh, somebody was running for president. Other than that, right? I mean, the hush money, there it is. Nobody knew anything about it until years later when it, it popped up again and reared its ugly head. But the meanwhile stuff, uh, when uh, she was shaking down Cashman for money and it turned out, what, was he paying this extortion for a while? I think he was.
1: Yes, yes, that was the whole thing.
0: And she was the only one that could afford to sit in those uh, you know, $3,000 <laughs> seats that are down there by home plate to watch a sub-500 team go out there and stagger around. And and once again, I mean, make you hail Mario Mendoza as uh, what would be a barometer for success. Can we just get some of these guys to hit above 200? Impossible. But I I love the explanation. I think that was one of the most brilliant things that we've heard in a long, long time. It's kind of like we had a coach down here many years ago in South Florida that uh, used to say, if you just extracted a couple of things from the facts, the story gets a whole lot better. And he would do this with statistics and say, uh, "Okay, you know what? They had three runs for 91 yards that went for touchdowns. So if you took that out of the game, that's 273 yards. We held them to two yards per carry (laughs) on all the other plays. It's like, yeah, but you lost 21 to three. I mean, (laughs) Tom Oliver Downey was the guy's name. He was a great guy, too. I mean, and you would want to sympathize with him uh, with that theory. So uh, Cashman's explanation that shit happens I I thought was brilliant. Speaking of which, I mean, we do have to pay tribute to a guy here as a uh, final thing uh, and wrapping up today's morning briefing. Uh, a wrestler, that, that may be relatively obscure, Olivia. Do you think the rest of the world uh, is as familiar with the great wrestler Terry Funk, who checked out at 79 yesterday, as the people here in the southeastern United States, where I, I think that was primarily, he He did wrestle in the WWF, now WWE. I think he had a cup of coffee with them, uh, you know, and several other wrestling organizations. Not uncommon in the wrestling game, is it? To have been involved with multiple organizations
1: oh especially back in the day well yeah that's true even nowadays they bounce around i mean especially when they get older they do tna and then the other one
0: well and this is what i love about professional wrestling when i first moved to south florida in 1981 i used to go every tuesday night miami beach convention center and the funk brothers of which terry funk was one along with his brother dory funk jr were prominent wrestlers but not good enough To be champions, even though they ended up winning multiple belts and and were wrestlers of tremendous distinction in terms of uh, titles won and championships held. But they couldn't get by this guy, Dusty Rhodes, who was uh, as Dusty Rhodes, an international figure in professional wrestling.
1: Everyone knows Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes is is one of those all time wrestling greats, whether he was good or not, just in fame, 100 percent.
0: Conceptually, though, I really wrestled with, uh, pun intended, I wrestled <laughs> with the idea that Dusty Rhodes constituted what American people would think was the actual American dream. <laughs> as he campaigned as it was the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, a, a fat guy with a lisp, a uh, southern drawl, and uh, more cellulite on the back of his legs uh, than we saw from Russell Crowe, if you saw just the outtakes in, in the Gladiator movie.
1: <laughs> Which is uh,
0: terribly unsexy. And uh, that doesn't really uh, hint that, uh, wow, this guy is some macho man. And, and this was what we were looking at and perceiving to be the American dream. I, I think that's a really tough sell. Even <laughs> for the great wrestling announcer, Gordon Soly. May he rest in peace.
1: <laughs> like, that's the American dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who was, I mean, were he uh, still alive, Solie? I think they would have had him on CNN last night as one of the panelists to analyze what went wrong in the Republican debate. <laughs> which nothing went wrong there, except it was, uh, you know, kind of sent in the clowns. I, 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 you know, immediately thought of a line from the uh, old uh, great King Crimson song uh, epitaph. Uh, Our fate, I fear, is in the hands of fools. That, that's all you can, uh, you know, deduce from uh, what's going on in the uh, political scene here. But, uh, you know, the politics and wrestling uh, seldom mixed. Although, uh, but Rhodes' is the American dream it seemed inconceivable, didn't it, Luby? I mean, were you familiar with him? Yes, did you see him course. wrestle yeah
1: i saw him when he was older i don't know how much wrestling he was doing i don't know if he ever did a lot of wrestling but when i saw him he was a guy he would was braggadocious and it was fun and he would hype up the crowd But I don't
0: know how much wrestling he did. None. His signature move was, like, really lame. It wasn't like he came up with the Boston Crab or,
1: you know, had the Japanese
0: sleeper hole like the great Dr. Jerry Graham when he brought it over from Japan many, many years ago, and it became a revolutionary thing. Uh, Bruno San Martino with the Italian backbreaker. That was fantastic, where he would do the airplane spin with a guy and then drop him on his knee and then drop him on the ground. And it was... That was it. I mean, the pin. Uh, the match was over. He had none of that. Uh, none, none of that flair. Uh, I don't know what his appeal was. He, he looked ugly in those. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it looked like uh, a French Canadian. on The beaches here in South Florida. Here in a thong bathing suit and cowboy boots. And that was his whole getup. Dusty Rhodes, American Dream. That's
1: why a lot of people come to America. You always hear the the American Dream. You know, yes. moniker. Or it's cliche. not to get rich. I think, I think that's what it was. Is if that fucking guy can go and be there, yeah. fuck. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> exactly. If
0: he could achieve the heavyweight championship of the world from the championship wrestling from Florida group
1: uh, and, and the
0: admiration <laughs> and adulation of many fans and the great uh, wrestling announcer Gordon Sully, uh, where uh, you know everything resulted in pandemonium. It was just uh, amazing. But the Funks, I think they did as much to make Dusty Rhodes the American dream as anybody ever <laughs> involved in this sport. <laughs> Including you, macho man, Randy Savage. (laughs) Anyway, that's our thought for today. We want to pay tribute to this guy because very entertaining. Uh, The many nights uh, that used to sell out all the time, championship wrestling from Florida at the Miami beach convention center. And, uh, was a staple of the uh, Saturday afternoon uh, television (laughs) viewing of many of the sports fans that were here at the time. So, uh, rest in peace. Terry yes, Funk. Peace, Terry. All right, that's going to do it for us. I had a lot of fun being with you. Uh, preseason football tonight. I'm going to uh, leave you with a piece of advice uh, on the betting lines here, Luby, which I have. Uh, okay. Steelers laying four and a hook against the Falcons on the road. Okay. And the Colts laying four and a half against the Eagles on the road. Okay. So uh, that implies that the uh, Steelers and the Colts might be playing some of their uh, starting some material. Yep, yep. Yes. Yep. And the uh, other teams, uh, naturally, I-, I don't know how the Falcons can rest on their laurels. Uh, But the Eagles uh, certainly don't have any great incentive to get anybody hurt in this game. So um, that, that might make some sense. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and leave you with this as my, uh, my grandmother said on her deathbed, always take the points. (laughs) And that's your morning briefing uh, for this morning Uh, from Mike Lubyloo with some Jeff DeForest. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.